You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotroncom agony. The human heart operates by the laws of nature and by those of its own making. Though we build machines, we are not ourselves machines. Peter Carey's new novel, The Chemistry of Tears, both pulls apart and carefully constructs the raw emotions that ensure we are more than the sum of our parts. In this reading from the novel, Catherine Gehrig learns about the death of a co-worker. Dead and no one told me. I walked past his office and his assistant was bawling. What is it, Felicia? Oh, haven't you heard? Mr. Tyndall's dead. What I heard was, Mr. Tyndall hurt his head. I thought, for God's sake, pull yourself together. Where is he, Felicia? Now, that was a reckless thing to ask. Matthew Tyndall and I had been lovers for 13 years, but he was my secret and I was his. In real life, I always avoided his assistant. Carey's novel is about the construction and reconstruction of a 19th century automaton and is based on a real creation. A man who was actually a serious inventor or scientist, a man called Vulcason, invented this duck which moved and raised its wings and it also appeared to defecate, which was a great wonder because here he seemed to have almost have sort of created life. But the only trouble with this particular thing of great beauty was that there was a cheat. The ingestion was one part of the thing and the defecation was not connected to that. So there's a little bit of fraudulence. There's a lot of beauty and amazement. And it is raising the questions of life and death and who are we. The novel is told in alternating narratives. We first meet the 20th century narrator, Catherine Gehrig, She's rebuilding a 19th century automaton. I engaged with Catherine, who's the modern museum person, first. As I started to think about her, I had an idea about her and her life situation, which ends up being actually pivotal for the book. The questions of life and death really apply to her because she has just lost her secret lover. And so when he dies, she can't express her grief. I heard of somebody that this had happened to. You had the awful task of trying to get rid of her lover's emails and the emails between them and how she couldn't go to the funeral. And I thought it was a really moving story. In the crates that hold the clockwork, she finds the manuscript of the man who had it built. I feel terribly fond of Henry. One of the things about him is that he's probably not the brightest person you might ever meet, but he felt sort of decent to me. He's told himself a story, really, as to why he's the one that's going to have the automaton made in Germany, have it made for his sick son who's got consumption. He fears for his little boy. He's determined that the automaton will affect a cure, but he's carrying all sorts of pain that he can't really quite bring to the surface. As you read the finished novel, the back-and-forth narrative seems natural. But Carrie did not, at first, think this to be the case. What I had in the beginning is I had two characters who I knew could never meet. And this would seem to be like a kamikaze act for an author, you know, to try and construct a novel the two characters are going to meet. They're not going to have a sort of a woo-woo love affair or, or anything like that. As I continued, it started to work because they're both involved with the construction of the same thing across time. Their emotions are quite different but related in terms of you know, grief and loss and longing and death and these sort of things. Ultimately, this proves to be a book about the act of reading. I discovered the relationship that we all have when we read between the writer and the reader. And if we're readers, we really know that relationship very well, and that's incredibly intimate. 
I wanted her to be really involved with the process of reading, not only within its sort of the mysteries of it, but also the sort of really deep emotional connection with the character that she's reading. The Chemistry of Tears by Peter Carey is more than the sum of the words within. As we read and experience the stories, we bring them to life. I'm Rick Kleffel. Find out more at agonycolumn.com. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotron.com slash agony.